Are you tired of not paying for your favorite product? Patreon.com slash Cast. What's a Patreon, you say? It's a website where fans can support their favorite content creators. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. 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 <laughs> this is only if you got the money. We got koozies. We got custom obituaries. We got stickers. We have movie commentaries that you download and watch with said movie. It's like you have friends in the room. What if I don't like history? You're wrong. You love history. How much money can I give? Anything will help. We like doing the show. We're going to do it anyway. Mike's losing us money at every corner. Roast Mortem Cast is here to help you take a load off that wallet. It's all been arranged just for us to get your money. I'm telling you that you need to give money to Roast Mortem Podcast so we can do it even better. Are you tired of exploiting these four men? Or you could even sponsor. You got a stupid-ass business? I'd love to talk about your business. Point to point. I'm too busy to read. Where can I find this podcast? So call today at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. That's R-O-A-S-T-M-O-R-T-E-M-C-A-S-T at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Yeah, if you want to buy me a beer, that's cool too, you know. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Welcome to Roast Mortem Podcast. I am Tom. Uh, I'm Travis. Hello, I am Cody. And I'm Mike. Oh, it's the whole family in one chat room. Back together. Wow. Yeah, well, it's. I like seeing all of your digital faces. Yeah, We're just digital men here. in this digital world. Look at my pixels. Yeah, do my pores look square? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I usually when I'm having digital chats, it's that my penis is out. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Well, at least this is above the waist. This shot. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's out actually. You gotta, you gotta check. put a mirror in the background, <laughs> Travis, so we can see uh, what's going on. Or a dick cam. Yeah. <laughs> Guys like cam girls. Oh yeah. Well, I am a cam guy. I'm a uh, cam cam jack. Oh, is that what that is? Uh, it's like a little jackrabbit for the internet. Uh, how, how's everyone's week? Let's start there, I guess. I know it's Travis's question, but uh, he's not... God damn, d- d- Tom! What the fuck? <laughs> That's my thing. I leave, and then you're taking my thing? Well, someone's got to pick up the slack. Fuck you. You're West Coast now, okay? So you don't care. You're, you're like, how's your week? Don't care. That's how you act now. <laughs> I know your personality. I know what you're thinking. Just the dank vapors are just all in the air right now. Yeah, so uh, back to my question. How yeah. is everyone's okay. week? Cody? Travis, you, uh, I, I start. Travis fucking moved across the country. How about we Shut start up. with him? I was going to do Cody, him you last. Start. <laughs> I had a good week. I uh, I accidentally drank an entire Monster Energy drink, so I'm uh, I'm dying now. You feeling like a beast? Yeah, I, I feel all beastial. You'll see me on certain porn categories later tonight, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I actually had a monster in Montana, uh, and uh, it made me feel like a real American. Proud. <laughs> proud to be one. Yeah, one of the 78 Americans in Montana. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cody, 
kudos yeah. to you for supporting freedom in America. And Kyle. And values. No, values. Monster Energy Drink is all about values. Damn straight. I, remember that episode of Mr. Rogers when he drank one? Yeah, that was mm. the one that ended in gay porn. Yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> PBS got weird, man. It sure did. But it's for the people. Mike, Mike, yeah. Mike how's Mike, your week? Question. No, I'm beating Tom. Mike, how's your week? Uh, I had a good week. I got, I got pulled over by a cop. And oh, I don't think shit. he was a real cop, though. I think he was like someone impersonating a cop. He like didn't ask me for my registration at all. He just looked at my license, didn't even scan it, and just like let me go. That's your hmm. ex's boyfriend. Could be. <laughs> but he had like a, a weird Crown Vic. It was like a different blue than like a normal cop car. It was like an undercover one. It's one of the ones that goes in the sky. You can't see it. Yeah. It's like sky colored. <laughs> and he had like a really dark blue police outfit. Yeah, that sounds like a browser skit that they just passed Mike up on. No, my taillight was out. That's what it was. Did you get a ticket? No. So it definitely wasn't a cop. Yeah. That's why I was even asked my registration. It was a man who my saw your eyes, your, your beautiful eyes. He saw them um, without seeing the rest of the package and was just like, <laughs> only a, a fine damsel with huge tits can have eyes like that. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> you got those triple D eyes, Mike. Triple D eyes? Yeah, oh. they're just huge and bulbous and <laughs> hanging out of the socket. <laughs> it's got the big old vein running down the left side, too. Yeah. Oh, boy, dude. Dude, are you, is that what... All right, all right Cody, are you, can, wear can, glasses. We go, can we go back to your week? How was your week? Are you watching <laughs> I tit porn at, yeah. browser, at Brazzers, which I think is the most posh way of saying Brazzers? <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you could say that two different ways. Yeah, I say brazzers with my pinky out. Brazzers, bro. All right. Let's get sponsored by Monster and Brazzers before the 10-minute mark. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have a story that will have an endorsement behind it. How was your week, Tom? Did we ask you how your week was? You didn't, but listen, I, got, I, had, a, I had a traumatizing week, and I'll tell you why. I was cutting the bushes yesterday. Yeah? Oh? Cutting yeah. bushes, real tall bushes, and I, I had noticed all this ivy had climbed up. It was an invasive species strangling my front bushes. Oh God! And I'm cutting oh, through them. Careful, cutting through them, and um, like, oh, that's a bird's nest that I just sliced in half. You just <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Oh, oh. I inspected. Hopefully, they're all at the nest. You know, hopefully, they're all out across the street getting chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm raking up the mess, and I see this little pink thing that's oh, just no. like, oh, scale. Oh yeah. Wow. So it was a baby bird. You're a murderer. Uh, yeah, kind of. And I, I picked it up. Well, let me, I'll make a little nest for it, and I'll bring it in the backyard, and I'll, I'll see if I can nurse Puke it Puke down there. its throat. Yes. <laughs> so I set it up, and I end up Googling something, and uh, it's basically <laughs> like, just yeah, just put it back in the wild. And, uh, you know, so uh, my sister actually fed it some sugar water, which they say they recommend. I was like, oh, oh okay. And it was like putting up its little cute head. Oh, it lived. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> so this uh this poor little baby bird i'm you know we look out all right let's let's put it back in the bush because the bush is still there and maybe the mom will come back um and then we went to the beach and i got sunburned and then when i came <laughs> back i was like let's go check on our little bird friend and uh he had fallen out of or here i don't want to assume it's gender so the bird had fallen out of the nest and landed and was dying uh Again. covered in ants being oh, eaten alive oh, <laughs> metal yeah, that is a metal album cover right there, Tom. <laughs> you should have taken a picture. Yeah, photograph that shit with a filter. 
and Gabby's with me, and she's crying, and you know, she's a woman. Uh, I date women, so um, she's <laughs> good for you. We're like, we have to put out its misery. It's like it's never going to survive this. You step you know? on it. Well, I was going to, but I was wearing flip flops. I was wearing Havaianas. Ah. Oh man. So you can't do that. So we put it under the car. Oh. And we squished it. One shot. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I felt real bad. But uh, then we went inside and watched the second half of Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, by the way, Joe Pesci has top billing and is only in maybe two minutes of that movie. <laughs> oh, don't you hate that? Yeah, and that movie is three hours and 49 minutes. So just two minutes of it, I don't think you get top billing, sir. Wow. <laughs> so trauma on both ends, you know? I got tricked by Hollywood and uh, tricked by a vine and killed a bird. Tom, when you were talking about trimming your front pushes and then you saw a tiny pink thing on the floor, <laughs> yeah. for a second I thought maybe you got your king's head and uh, I, yeah. no, I thought he broke his eggs. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that, that could have the story could have gone that way, but I'm glad it didn't. Uh, I'm only a man, and uh, I killed the bird. You're, I killed you're a bird. still a man. I had to kill a bird, and I killed it for the right reasons. <laughs> and I know I ate chicken like four times today already. That, yeah, that's the therapy you need. Yeah, just get over it. It's just a just a little piece of meat, you know, it's a little just, chicken nugget. Just kill more. Did you name it? <laughs> no, if I named it, <laughs> then it would be sitting right here next to me. <laughs> Wait, is Mike the little bird? <laughs> uh, he's alive. <laughs> okay. He right. his car before, though. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Travis, how was your, uh, I'm assuming, bird-free week? Oh, dude, I, it was not bird-free. I actually killed two birds on the way to, way to Oregon. So, With how know. many stones? <laughs> Well, one of them smashed into my grill, oh, no. and, <laughs> and the other one... Your car's was, grill, or your, okay. like... You know, not my face, my car's grill. And the other one, I was in I was in Cody, Wyoming, <laughs> oh. and there's pigeons everywhere, and I'm like, okay, fucking pigeons, cool. I have never run over a fucking pigeon. These pigeons just didn't move. And I, not New I, York pigeons. Yeah, it, I just crunched one in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's going to move, right? Like, right, I don't yeah, know. You, you shouldn't feel bad oh about your God. bird killing. That, was, that is a normal bird that could fly away. It looks both ways. This bird's <laughs> eyes weren't even open and I mushed. You're yeah. fine. Mike, you and I have to like finish this podcast up and go kill some yeah, fucking birds. Bird. <laughs> I feel left out. Yeah, right. right? Well, Cody, Wyoming, you got to teach your pigeons to be real men. Use their Real pigeon wings. men. <laughs> yeah, no, I traveled across the country uh, last week, and I almost feel like there's too many great stories, and I could do a little side spinoff episode or something. I don't know. Why don't you made do for a bonus the, episode Made for, for the Patronus. Yeah, we'll do it. Bonus episode for the Patreon. Yeah, just Travis's adventures. Yeah. Ooh. I did get pizza, so you can look forward to that. I'll tell you about my Pizza Hut experience. <laughs> oh, I want to hear that. All right, How many yeah. birds died then? Uh, a bunch. I don't know. It was probably a bunch of chicken on my chicken pizza that I got. I don't know. You got it from Pizza Hut, so it was probably like the boxes from Canon printers. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say no. it's the, all the pigeon roadkill. Yeah, I, I really have too much shit to talk about, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Great, this is a good day for me. Okay, so with that, uh, Mike, um, I believe this is a this is a turning point for Russ Morton. We're going to have Mike present an episode tonight. A coming-of-age tale. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, yes. you're coming-of-age? <laughs> yes. 
Today okay. on the chopping block, we have none other than the old dirty bastard of the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh. What? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys ever listened to uh, ODB at all or Wu-Tang? I'm seven. I'm seventy years old. I know you're a youngin. So I don't. What is a Wu Tang Clan? <laughs> it's a Chinese form of martial arts. It's similar to kung fu. Yeah, like Tiger Shulmans and stuff. <laughs> Mike, I, I'm not going to present it for I'm, you, I'm but I'm going to tell this. you. How, yeah, yeah, you're new. <laughs> so this is a, the first training wheels episode. He was also known as Dirt McGurk, Joe Bananas, Old Dirty Chinese Restaurant, and Big Baby <laughs> Jesus. All right, I, I I wouldn't know if you're fucking with me right now or not. No, I'm being 100 percent serious. That's how. That's all of his nicknames. He probably has a lot more. He had a few more, but those oh, are yeah. the most popular ones. I want to be old, dirty Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I think yeah, Wait. I think you are. You're actually young, dirty. You're young, I mean, dirty young Chinese dirty. restaurant. Yeah. yeah, you are what you eat. So you're halfway <laughs> there, Travis. Uh, ooh, we're halfway there. <laughs> Being young dirty oh. is a lot worse to me because like when you're old you have time to gather dirt. If you're young dirty that just means you are born disgusting. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be me then. I might be young young dirty low main boy. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the egg foo young joke. Egg foo egg jo egg foo mighty joe young, my favorite movie. <laughs> the hair looks so real on this ape. <laughs> The reason Mike is presenting is because I like doing ODB impressions. But I don't say <laughs> okay, the N-word, okay. so they're only like, you know, I'm only swinging at 80%. <laughs> Everything makes sense now. Wait, when he says he likes it raw, does that mean his penis is, is, is not covered? That's oysters yes. and penis, yes. <laughs> okay. Uncovered. Right. And a lot I'm more checking. things to come. <laughs> You'll find out. Got it. Got it, got it. Old Dirty Bastard was certainly the most appropriate name rapper of all time. His rhymes, mm -hmm. unfortunately, were true most of the time, except for that one lyric where he claimed to have stayed away from ninjas, as there were very little ninjas to stay away from in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fine. I, I guess it was easier back in the day. How do you know? Were you there? <laughs> were you there? There could have been ninjas. There could have been. Yeah. Some alleyway ninjas. I was, in, I was in uh, Bed-Stuy once. I am an, I'm a ninja of pizza rolls. <laughs> Um, Cody, as the, um, yeah. Asi the, the Asian ambassador of roast mortem, uh, <laughs> I'm here. Yes. Are ninjas Chinese or Japanese? Uh, Japanese? ninjas are, uh, oh man, I don't even know. I would assume they're Japanese. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, if you, you fail at Asian. Yeah. Op opposite samurais. Hmm. Now, the Wu-Tang Clan is pretty big. It's got like, oh, like 10 members, maybe probably even more than that, but. He just, like, stands out for them because the style was so unique and distinct from the other members of the group. He kind of, like, became his own thing, you know? Like, okay. He, like, stood out for most of them. Well, he was the... the unique um, fuck. If you're not familiar with his rapping style, it is that of a drunken homeless man with yes. the, the voice of... Like Al Davis on crack, or... Yeah, yeah. There or was Al crack, Green. Sorry. Al Green, I mean, I'm sorry. Al, Al Green on crack. <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. His actual name is Russell Tyrone Jones... And he was born on November 15th, 1968. Those are strong names. I like that. Yeah. Russell Tyrone. Also known as Rusty when he was a kid. All right. Uh, good old Rusty Trombone. Yeah. Favorite guy <laughs> Rusty in boy. high school. Now, ODB grew up on the mean streets of Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, also known as Bed-Stuy Do or Die at the time. It was different. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot more dangerous back then, I feel like. Bed-Stuy 
also known as bed do or die. It's like, well, that's the same thing, but with more. Yeah. <laughs> that's more words. <laughs> then that gives you, you know, it's a, a tough neighborhood. Well, wait. It, it paints that picture. <laughs> when, when is he growing up? Did I just miss everything? Is this because I'm West Coast now? Yeah. <laughs> what? When is it called do or die? Oh, like during like the 80s. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no problem. So Run DMC is running around saying do or die. You know, do the right thing. That movie came out. It was kind of like a big impact around there. Uh, Did we have the same teacher, Mike, or um, Tom, with uh, Mr. Barron with do the right thing? Oh, yeah. He made us watch that. And then he touched a a minor. Oh, really? And then he died (laughs) of cancer. Yes, yeah, yeah, he did. But he always, like, he would, he would, he would, like, kind of go bow legged and he's like, did Mookie do the right thing? He's like this old white guy. Did Mookie do the right thing? What do you guys think? Uh, who, who could he say? did ask awful questions, and then he would just stare at the biggest set of um, ripening breasts that he could find <laughs> in the classroom. <laughs> he, was yeah. a, he was a disgusting pervert, and I sure really liked his class. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Now... His name is Old Dirty Bastard. You're probably thinking he probably grew up in, like, the worst kind of situation ever. Like, no parents, on the street by himself. But, in fact, he did have a father, and he did Uh have a mother that were together. And they both had steady jobs. His father worked for the MTA, and his mother was a police dispatcher for the NYPD. And he had one brother and one sister. Those are some good fucking jobs in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So, you make bank doing that shit. You need those acronym jobs, MTA, NYPD. Yeah. yeah. Full benefits package. Yeah, I don't think the MTA paid as much back then because the union was like, you know, the, the criminal union that they have today really kind of expedited that. And also it's like the Italian mob kind of diminished and then the fucking MTA mob showed up. They're all Italians. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, maybe they just... They're all related to Danny Aiello. <laughs> Described by his family, though, as a wild child and always having tons of energy. So he's got, like, fucking ADD at the butthole. Like, always yes. fucking singing and shit, but really couldn't sing. When he was 16, his parents split up, and he found himself spending more time on the streets, getting involved in taking drugs, hanging out with girls, and also rapping. The one thing I will say is that his his upbringing about doing drugs and looking for women sounds a lot like my hood upbringing. <laughs> yeah, I was I was rough and tumble back in the day. Yeah, I would have wear I'd wear the bandanas around my jankos, <laughs> <laughs> and I I knew how to throw all the signs that all the women's would like. Now instead of drugs and ladies, I think I think what you're trying to say, Travis, is drugs were the little novelty size ketchup bottles that you find in <laughs> diners. <laughs> Right? Yeah. That's your drug? Yeah, that was right. the drug? Ladies, what were the ladies? Uh, neighborhood, Raccoons. Neighborhood strays, yes. All, all <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you, you figure it out. I mean, we all have our lingo. Ladies <laughs> and drugs. <laughs> Everyone find some ladies and drugs for yourself. You can really call that whatever you want. <laughs> now, ODB had an education. He did go to school. But by the time he went to high school, he found himself at other schools trying to pick up women instead of being in class. Whoa. That what is a, going to school. What, what he was later what? then persuaded by the 5% section of Islam 
to drop out of high school. Huh. Wait, what is that? What? 5% Islam? What? Yeah, it was like a religious group that's in like a... It was founded in Harlem, and they uh, kind of have this belief that the black it's, man's the god, and yeah, that the white men are devil and stuff like that. It's like the black Islam uh, like extremists. Yeah. But they, they, they told him to drop out? Yeah, because most of the like, his cousins, Riza and Jizza, were uh, persuading him to do stuff like that. Like join stuff oh, okay. like that and be okay. more active. Alright, that's some good advice. Yeah. Yeah, especially from terrorists. <laughs> yeah. When he was 16, his parents split up, and he found himself spending more time on the streets. This all this time, his cousins Riza and Jizza were being their first hip-hop groups called Force of the Imperial Master. ODB joined as the hype man, kind of like a Flavor Flav kind of role. Who else was like a big hype man for the time? Guy Fieri for Pork Chops. Yeah, come on. Easy. That's the that's future, Cody. True. Yeah. There really wasn't any hype man for uh, hip- Maybe like all first... all of the monkeys, they were all just hype men for money. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yes. Wait, uh, 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 maybe I'm jumping ahead here, and I'm just, I'm genuinely curious. Because I know the Wu-Tang Clan just had a, like a district named after them in Staten Island. I didn't know that. Were the Riza and Jizza um, from Staten Island, or were they also from Bushwick? Uh, Riza was from Staten Island, and Jizza's from Brooklyn, where Dirty's from. And they're all cousins, by the way. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, they're yeah, all related. I, I think it was like a couple months ago, they just had like officially a district called like the Wu-Tang District in, oh, really? in wow. Staten Island. Wow. Did they have like a Wu-Tang Street or something? Like, it's, it, like, it's like a couple blocks. Like they had like an opening ceremony. There were like signs and shit put up. They made it really white though. It was just like Wu-Tang Street ain't nothing to speed through. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. Well, that, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's basically just Bill de Blasio. He's like, I have a, a half black child, uh, but I am so hood. <laughs> I'm allowed to say the N-word. Look at my child. So even though he spent all his time with his cousins creating music and watching kung fu movies where they get the name Wu-Tang from, he still managed to get himself into plenty of trouble. During the late 80s and early 90s, Dirty seemed to attract legal troubles. In 1987, Dirty was arrested for three charges of petty larceny, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest. Hmm. Around this time, a lot of protesting was going on about police brutality, which was a big problem, but Dirty would play victim about how he was always the target of random searches and pat-downs. Maybe sometimes, but breaking the law seemed to be his day job, and most of his police encounters involved him acting like an idiot hammered outside of bodegas. <laughs> how old is so he at this guy- point? He's around, like, 19. Uh, so this guy gets shit-faced, and then he's just like, Yo, let me get that chopped cheese, son! And, like, <laughs> yeah. and just yelling and throwing his chopped cheese at police officers. And like, we're going to arrest you because you're a dumb idiot right now. And they check his pockets. There's more chopped cheese in it. (laughs) (laughs) Force of the Imperial Master then changed their their group name to All In Together Now, in which they achieved some underground success. They eventually added six more members to their group, calling it the Wu-Tang Clan. The group released their debut album, Enter the Wu-Tang Clan, 36 Chambers, in 1993, receiving notable commercial and critical success. Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, I love it. It's a yeah. great album. You guys ever heard that? No. Uh, I, don't think I so. mean, maybe. Is that the one where they're the Flintstones and they're hitting rocks? No. Or the one <laughs> where bees bees come out of their mouth? Oh, oh that's the... Uh, no, I don't know. I've only seen their music right videos. Yeah, I don't know, I, I know what really you're talking any about. other music. Yeah, and that one song that Method Man did with Limp Bizkit, that's not Wu-Tang Clan. 
Just letting sure? people know. I yeah. thought it was. That's some hood stuff, but it's not <laughs> Wu-Tang. <laughs> this would change the lives of everyone in the Wu-Tang Clan financially. One of the goals of Wu-Tang was to sign to a label that would allow the members to release solo albums with other labels. After some arm twisting, RCA agreed to allow this in terms of their contract, and ODB was given the opportunity to find his own spotlight. Very nice. Yeah. Well, you read that like this is some kind of serious podcast. Aren't we serious? A little bit. Yes. Yes. You passed. Well, I mean, Tom, you you said it on one of the older episodes, like, we don't listen to comedies. This is not a comedy show. No. This is not comedy. Only a fool would mistake in this. Yes. I am not. I'm not drinking beer. I'm drinking acai battery for my brain fuel. <laughs> it's ah. a superfood. Yeah, I'm fungus teeing myself. <laughs> um, wait, have you seen the? Have you seen that? I know this is very topical, but uh, have you guys seen the video of the dude who in- invented kombucha? No. I said it no. with air quotes. No. What does he look like? Everyone needs to look that up. It's a Forbes video. It's fucking. Speaking of West Coast, and like one of the, I, I was, I saw it when I was in a hotel going here, and I was like, should I just turn around right now? Okay, <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> he he looks fake. I mean, he's like, he looks really weird. Uh, just look it up, everyone. I don't care if you're driving. Just pull over, <laughs> yeah. whip your dick out, pull out your pussy, watch the video. Mm, okay, got uh, it. I've watched a few videos without pulling out my penis. It's tricky to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need I need ventilation. I get very heated whenever I watch videos. Right, whenever you're taking in information. I understand. <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> HR has a field day with me. <laughs> Good to know. So now, we're in the year 1993. And what does Dirty do? He gets himself in trouble with the law again. In 1993... He was convicted of second-degree assault for an attempted robbery, and he would also find himself shot for the first time in the abdomen by another local bed artist. So this dude got shot. He got street cred now. What? Yeah, he really is going to make go. it on the inside. Mm. In March of 1995, ODB's debut solo album, cleverly named Return to the 36 Chambers, Warner Music Group had advanced Dirty $50,000 for the album, which was promptly spent on bullshit, but this gallant musician still needed to feed seven of his 13 acknowledged children. As ODB would never give up free money, he would wrangle up the children and his favorite baby mamas of the day in his limousine and treat them to a banquet of the finest food stamps NYC had to offer. Oh. Wait, hold on. Hold on, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, let's, unpack. I know, let's unpack. I know, I, know this is, I know this is the first uh, episode you've done, but when did he get 17 children? <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Well, and he liked he liked women. He liked it raw. He was uh, always was, always had okay. girls around him. He was always trying to talk to girls, and uh, he never when used was, a condom. <laughs> when was his first child? Like, well, tell me. Uh, was he around, like a, he was nineteen? Was he, he was first he was child. Ni- nineteen years old, blasting some in some probably underage vagina. Well, that's probably. slander. He was. Uh, he acknowledged seven of them. I mean, thirteen. I mean, yeah, he wasn't I mean, too sure about the thirteen. People say it's thirteen. He never really, you know, was like, "I have thirteen kids." But in a lot of interviews, he seemed like kind of. We were watching uh, him on the ha- yeah on Howard Stern, and oh. uh, 
Howard Stern started grilling him. And by the way, it's like the the weirdest interview. Yeah, he's definitely on something. He's in that fucked up, and he's just mumbling the entire time. Oh man, he he can never deliver a point, and uh, he is he avoids the kids thing like the fucking plague. Yeah, and the first caller in asks him about his kids and was just like yo i was down a whole book of hospital and i saw you out there i saw you with your visiting your new wife who was just having another baby so uh was that true or not and he's on the phone like and howard stern's like oh that's pretty funny right and robin's over there just like we're both black yeah i've seen him do that one yeah yeah oh man that was that was pretty much her role on that show Yes. Are she still? I mean, are they still doing it? I, they went to Sirius or some shit, and then he I invented Sirius, I think, and really? then disappeared. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about Howard Stern. I think he's kind of funny, but not enough for me to keep up with him. Yeah. Now there's a uh, there's actually an MTV video of this of him actually going to the food stamp office with his kids. It's actually pretty funny. Kids and baby mamas. Yeah, they're like all like partying in a limousine, and they just pull up to like a food stamp office. Wait, but he's making bank at this point, right? Like, yeah, he's he just got a fifty thousand dollar cash advance from the record company for his new album. Oh, there you go. But he couldn't deny free money. You know, he's a cheap bastard. The, this dude hadn't filed his taxes, so technically he was still eligible. Mm. That's how yeah. you do it. That's the trick. <laughs> he would go to the welfare office and collect three hundred and seventy-five dollars in welfare. Food stamps every week in a limousine. Was, yes, mm. and then yeah, like I'm a true baller. Mm-hmm. Now, even though his singles off of "Return to the Thirty Six Chambers" had made him a celebrity out of him, it never took him away from his mischievous ways. His little stunt on picking up food stamps in a limousine was seen by his caseworker, and his eligibility was revoked immediately. Yes, this also good led to an entire welfare welfare reform in New York City in 1996. So, to anyone who has a hard time getting the welfare they deserve, you can thank Dirty. Yes. <laughs> Good. I was going to say, like, someone should be yellow or red flagging the, oh, the, yeah. the welfare in limo maneuver. <laughs> oh, the, the, the video, though, is so funny. He's like, why would you turn down free money? <laughs> like, yeah. It's gold. <laughs> great question. He's a great person yeah, to, he's very to YouTube. crazy person, yeah. Uh, I just think... That, why would you turn down free money? <laughs> are you are you channeling someone right now, Travis? I, I'm not channeling shit. I don't believe in that crap. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, like we said before, he had 13 kids, so you know ODB liked to fuck. You know, didn't really yeah, have he had much. Thir- he had 13. He had 13 chambers that he emptied into. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now, um, I actually found a quote from Mike to read. Uh, don't skip any of the words. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a uh, quote by Ghostface Killer on how much ODB liked to fuck. He loved pussy so much. I seen this blank wrap a gauze around his dick after getting a STD. Then he put the condom over the gauze so his dick was looking like that fat thing. <laughs> blank makes giant hand gesture quotations. He still fucked the bitch. <laughs> oh! With a gauze dick. <laughs> okay. That is so, so gross. Had, uh, that's pretty burns much burns on his dick. Yeah, that's that's pretty much a burlap bag condom. No, yeah. it's like, damn girl, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the mummy on you. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up like the mummy, son. That's what Brendan Fraser's been doing. That's why he can't yeah. get jobs anymore. <laughs> yeah, that mummy dick. The cashier was like paper or plastic, and ODB was like one than the other. 
<laughs> Both, please. Yeah. He's very open about this stuff. He's very open about his sexual transmitted diseases and giving it to people and... Oh, what? no, you can't be open. Oh, he's I mean, very I, open about it. I'm sure it was like a stamp collection of them, but what were his sexually transmitted diseases? Do you know? Yeah. Range from gonorrhea, chlamydia, herpes, probably well, we, most we don't, under the sun. Yeah, I mean... All the lesser ones. Do you have AIDS, yeah. though? Very or, no, he didn't. Not AIDS. Probably no AIDS, but definitely Probably. gonorrhea. He talked, yeah, to, he talked, talked about that a lot. lot. Uh, that's a great subtitle for this episode. Probably no AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> so his his dip was, his dick was dripping all the different colors oh of fluid. Yeah. It was like all the colors of the rainbow coming out of it. Can you paint with all the colors of my dick? Now, when you say he was open with his STDs, were you talking about his likelihood to share it, or were you talking about the source? Which was more open. Um, more like talking about it in his rap songs. Got it. Yeah. And women still and bro, fucked him. Bro, yes, people still fucked him. Huh? Like if, if I heard some dude rapping about gonorrhea on his dick and I was a girl, I probably wouldn't want to fuck him. You know? Unless, I mean, he's got a lot of money. So. Look, look, dude. Women have done crazier things. He got a lot of money, I guess. <laughs> That's a curable disease. You know, he's a celebrity. Yeah, he's a celebrity. You just take it, the gonorrhea to a memorabilia shop. It'll... So. <laughs> <laughs> Take a pap smear and put it on the shelf next to your elk head. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a Billy Bass, you know. I got <laughs> this from ODB. <laughs> <laughs> the bass just pukes out pus. <laughs> yeah, just the bass just fucking disease. It's ODB's voice. I yeah. want pussy <laughs> for free. Yeah, just spewing pus. The song Rawhide. It- it's on his uh, Brooklyn Brooklyn Zoo album, and the first opening words is uh, "I love coming in my mom's pussy," <laughs> which is oh, probably the most I don't know like, if I insane rap lyric I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, his mom was alive too. Yeah, I mean, my mom no. listens to the show, <laughs> <laughs> so I why you're really trying to sell me like ODB, Mike? You you're putting it out. You're targeting me. You're targeting <laughs> well, me. I swear. God damn it, Mike! Your first episode and you're targeting me. No, you're just West Coast and you feel like you're targeted all the time now. Yeah, man, I can't wait to see your hashtags on Instagram. You're gonna be vegan next? Hashtag vegan? Eating healthy? My asshole will never spew vegan food. (laughs) It's all me. You can take what I poop out and just turn it into a straight jerky. Because it's all me. (laughs) (laughs) That is... uh... That's pretty vile. <laughs> so now... Yeah, come on. We're back to, you know, ODB like to fuck we were just talking about. Of so course. So we got to talk about his children. So around the year, it's around 1997, Dirty was exposed for not paying $35,000 in child support. <laughs> yeah, all right. He likes free money, but what happens when the money costs something? Yeah, he wasn't about really paying his child support at all in his life. He claimed to. Claimed have, to, yeah, yeah. but... Oh, that's the worst. How can you not pay for your children? They need their education. They need their sweets. They need all these things. That's what daddy government's for. Don't you know? Government can't give no children sweets. (laughs) You just take the food stamps and turn it into sweets. Yeah, I think they put like a syrup on the back of those stamps. (laughs) Since Dirty liked it raw enough to write several songs about it, he felt that was enough warning to any hoe that he was going to put a seed in had no intentions of watering it. 
Oh. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's not like those kids even worked for it. Oh, wow. He battled several baby mamas, claiming that they had no proof that children were, in fact, his. So we got a Mori we got a Mori episode here. (laughs) Yeah, his life was a Mori episode. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that he was busy and had not time to pay these dues anyway. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yo, I'm busy. I can't pay for them. Oh whatever. (laughs) This is why I'm not a father personally. I just I'm busy. Because you're busy. I got no babies. Time for kids. Yeah. Yeah. He was also arrested for failure to pay child support for three of his children, and he spent six months in jail. And if you do the math, this would be much cheaper than paying child support, so I guess Dirty came out on top. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you can look at it like that. Yeah, sure. So wait, so are you telling me that Dirty is Neo of the Matrix? He entered the yes. Matrix. He saw beyond, <laughs> beyond the coding. Yes. And he won. Even though ODB's legal troubles... He was still a rap sensation. Dirty could not do no wrong. A nice chunk of his life, he spent high on crack and weed, not paying attention to the world around him. He also blew himself up while performing Ghetto Superstar at the 1998 Video Music Awards. Wait, he Can't blew, do no wrong. He blew himself up? He almost blew himself up. Yeah. He exploded? What, was he smoking like propane crack? He was so messed up that he was like standing on top of like a pyrotechnics like explosion oh. thing on front of the stage. <laughs> and uh, Pross from the Fugees actually had to pull him away right before the explosion went off and like saved his life. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> there's actually a vi- there's video of that too. Him like literally last second just yanking him away and this thing just goes off, this giant explosion on stage. <laughs> Can we never I, have pyrotechnics on this show? <laughs> I just, just want to throw it out there. I don't think any They're of not- us should. Cody, is that an attack on me? It can be. Do you want it to be? <laughs> yeah, Travis, if we have pyrotechnics, you're going to try to find a ham to roast on it. That's all I, yeah, that's all I want is pyrotechnics. I'm hungry. <laughs> we need your eyebrows intact for the show, Travis. We have cameras my, rolling now. I, I have lit my face on fire, so I'm used to exploding. Oh, I, I remember <laughs> were that. Were you there? Yeah, Cody, you were there. I wasn't there. I was there the next day at work when you had to explain that to our boss. Oh, right. So I used to do this thing when I was a little bit more... I used to have a Royale because I was a really cool guy, right? You know, and you know what a Royale is? No, it's a Royale. It's like a little landing strip for your mouth. So it's just like goatee and then like it's beard area, but like trimmed out hair. into oh. a square. <laughs> it, looked, it looked great. I, I looked yeah, like a great yeah, boy. <laughs> You probably look hot. You look like a dick. Yeah, no, I look like a dick. But uh, so I had that going on. So I used to do this thing where I'd light Sambuca in my mouth and then go like and like shoot flames out. And it worked when I didn't have a beard. And then I grew a beard and someone was like, hey, here's this like, I don't know, it was like fucking moonshine or some shit. Like, oh, do the thing. And I was like doing it. (laughs) And the like the percent alcohol like tickled my throat. Cause it was it wasn't sambuca like that's like bitch like ten percent or something, uh so it kind of tickled my throat so I kind of like coughed a little bit and the flames just shot out of my mouth and caught my, oh my beard God. on fire <laughs> oh, and uh, so I was like I was just hitting my face over and over <laughs> and over again while all my friends all my good friends were just laughing at me it I'm like my face funny. is on fire. Definitely no pyrotechnics for you. So I burnt my face. And then the next day when I went to work, I was like, uh, 
because uh, uh, I didn't want to say I was like, you know, lighting alcohol off in my mouth. So I was like, I don't know. I was like blowing on the fire. My beard caught yeah. on fire. And, oh, my uh, God. You know, I like pulled a survivor and just like passed out into the, <laughs> into the fire. Yeah, I remember you explaining <laughs> that. And I was looking at your, your horrific wound at the time. And I was just like... <laughs> I don't think I could hurt myself the way Travis just described, but I let it go because I'm like, hey, Travis, Travis is creative at hurting himself. It just looked like I had herpes, pretty much, like <laughs> of the mouth. <laughs> but extended herpes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like tarmac herpes. Like lepros- yeah. leprosy herpes. We had good times when we were younger. We have good times now. Yeah. Yeah. Just less, just less burnt flesh is all. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe. Mm. All right. Well, back to old dirty bastard. Yeah. Now, have you guys ever heard the song uh, "Get a Superstar" by Pross? Uh, no, I'm, it's I'm like Cody. I don't do music. Star. Is that a yeah. is that a mate? You, is... are, you, for a star. <laughs> you know the song. I know that song. You something, but you every time to another. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that one. I thought that was Macy Gray. What's that? I thought that was Macy Gray. That was not. That is uh, Maya does the the uh, the chorus part. Uh, Praz from the Fugees is the uh, hip hop MC throughout. And then uh, Mike, tell the rest of that story. Dirty just basically just yells into the microphone, makes a bunch of so- sounds. Basically. Yeah, he's got oh, cool. he's got like eight bars. But the way it happened was uh, no one knows how he got there. Oh um, yeah, he they were in a studio in California, and Dirty was so fucked up. That he walked into the studio and they knew who he was. Uh, Praz was working on on the uh, the song and they knew who he was. And he thought he was in New York. He was that <laughs> fucked up. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, Praz was trying to explain to him like, hit hey, song uh, together. Yeah. So they so he uh, Dirty loved the beat so much that they had playing in the studio. So they like they let him do this verse on the track and they I were like we'll, we'll probably in. just delete this you know <laughs> but they ended up in. keeping it and that's like I think that's big uh, that's ODB's one of like his biggest hits yeah it's Proscott wow. I've never heard of him so it's gotta be his biggest hit <laughs> wow it's kind of like when you like leave the screen door open and a fly comes in and he can't just the fly just can't get himself <laughs> out of the room I imagine that's what was going on in the studio but instead of the fly it was ODB it's like that fly gets into your house, but instead of just buzzing around, it makes you breakfast. You gotta be so fucked up to not know cool. what state you're in. <laughs> yeah. That is some fucking crazy shit. Like, I wonder what he was on. Like, fucking... I don't I know. Don't, crack does he? It makes you that, just like that fucking That is the out. state you're in. Fucked up. Yeah, holy shit. I don't really know where I am right now. I mean, am I in Portland or am I in the room with you guys? Portland True. isn't a state. Oh yeah, I'm in the state of Portland. So yeah, yeah he's he's definitely in a state. <laughs> now uh, I'm sure you guys have ever seen the the Kanye West where he goes on stage at the Grammys and interrupts like Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that uh, whole skit. Mm-hmm. ODB was actually the first one to do that. Oh wow, he was the first person. Kanye to, like, isn't rush original. The stage. What are you, what yeah. are you saying? Kanye is not original. <laughs> <laughs> In 1998, ODB rushed the stage and was appalled that Puff Daddy had won Best Rap Artist over Wu-Tang. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, well, he's not appalled. I or, gotta pull up this clip, actually. Yeah. Maybe we should listen to this clip together. 
Please calm down. The music and everything, everything. I said, um, I went and bought me an outfit today that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu-Tang was going to win. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Puffy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best. Okay? I want y'all to know that this is ODB and I love you all. Peace. I'm confused now. <laughs> All the confused applause is the best applause. I love that. Uh, what's even better is that the Grammy for Best Rap Artist of the Year wasn't televised. So he bought this suit thinking that he was going to be on stage on like a camera and there wasn't okay. one. They told him, no, this is a non-televised award. And then, <laughs> and then he's sitting there during the televised one, and just decides to run up there whenever some fucking country smuck was getting their award. So it wasn't even relevant to what was going on. <laughs> so ever, that, okay, wow. So everyone's way more confused than we are right now. Yeah, because everyone like, in that room is just like, "What is happening?" Wu Tang is doing it for the children. Yeah, that's very true. So him and payment. him and Bernie Mac are in in heaven right now. They're doing it for the kids. 100 being accurate. dead for the kids yeah after that whole fiasco 1997 was a pretty bad year for this guy in uh <laughs> so around 1997 wu-tang clan was actually under fire for supposedly purchasing illegal firearms from ohio these weapons would later be linked to the murder of robert Pooh johnson a known okay. wu-tang clan associate that mysteriously was murdered on 12 30 1997 after having a dispute with the clan the murder would actually come back later to haunt Dirty, because in July 1998, Dirty was the victim of a retaliation hit in his own home when two men entered Dirty's apartment while he was sleeping. The men held him up at gunpoint and left him for dead, and with $15,000 in jewelry. Dirty would survive this incident, but paranoia would consume Dirty and leave him in constant fear. Dirty would never be convicted of the murder, though. You know, after Mike said that bit, I'm convinced we're going to do really well as a podcast, because that just read like true crime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And <laughs> it you, be careful there. Yeah. You read it true like a crime. True, true crime podcast, which yeah. this is not. Does that mean I'm a cop? No, that means that you're like every other idiot who's making money on Patreon, more than us. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, good, uh, all right. I Welcome to the roof. Tom, can you change our, our theme song to... <laughs> Something that you just bought off the internet. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Roast Morning True Crime Podcast. After Dark. Yeah. My name is Tom. How was your week, everyone? It's pretty uh, good. It was okay. Can we talk about the serial killers already? And my favorite serial killer is, that how is, I sound? is the one is the one that owns the cookie the cookie crisp. Cookie crisp. Daniel killer. was walking home from school one day. His bicycle had a flat tire. That's uh, yeah. what true crime is. No, you don't sound yeah, like shortest that. Shortest episode, but it reminded me of it. And you do sound like that. Actually, I'm totally lying right to your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, so now he, he's like paranoid as shit. You know, fucking. I mean, I would be paranoid too. Someone broke into my house, fucking held me up. So, and he's also addicted to hard drugs, which made him more delusional than he needed to be. So he decided to wear a bulletproof vest for his own safety. All right. Ah, yes, I've seen that fashion statement. So he was shot once, 50 oh, cents. Twice. 
He was shot twice. 50 Cent was shot 50 times, and he wore yeah. a bulletproof <laughs> jacket. That every is a harder shot. man. Well, every single shot was in the penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right in the hole. Make, the bulletproof vest makes sense, then. Every yeah, single exactly. shot was in the penis. It was lodged into his penis, and there was a Bitcoin code on it. And when, yeah. when, and when 50 Cent lost all of his Bitcoin and then found it, he actually found those bullets lodged in his ball sack. Oh yeah, dude. The, well, just, you know they're worth money. You can you can trade them in. A, a copper is a what a dollar a pound now. I think so. Yeah. There you go. Well, save it in your penis. <laughs> so old dirty bastard, grow up. Fifty cent. <laughs> yeah. Bitty cent. Fifty. Fifty cents. So okay, now he's wearing this bulletproof jacket at all times, but this would also cause him to go to jail in February 1999. While he was parked in a no-parking zone, he was arrested when the police officer said he saw him wearing a bulletproof vest. Now, apparently in California... Yeah, it's legal, yeah. Yeah, in California, if you're a felon, you're not allowed to wear a bulletproof vest. I don't know why wow. that's a law. It shouldn't be a law, but it is. No. Well, wait, he, you're, he only if you're a felon, you're not allowed to wear it? Like, I'm okay. Yeah, I can walk around yeah, you, in yeah, California. You yeah, I mean, the same state that might, you know, uh, toothpicks might cause you cancer. And, <laughs> is that real? I don't know. They just this this might cause cancer in the state of California. Fuck. You see those stickers everywhere. It's like don't use toothpicks because California is retarded. Excuse my hard R, but I'm not <laughs> taking it back. <laughs> I'm glad that's the hard R of this episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh, they are my neighbors now. So calm down. Dude, here you in lived o- above Jersey. Here in <laughs> here in Oregon. Uh, we have 10 cent bottle deposits. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Tom, I need you to do me a favor. When mm. Travis says neighbor, I need you to bleep out the middle of the word so all they hear is the N and the R. <laughs> no! <laughs> you can't do that to me. Well, I'm going to do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he's back in jail, but he was let out a month later, but then found himself back in jail for possession of crack cocaine. Oh, it fucking Ooh. happens to the best of us, man. <laughs> you gotta put. You always have to put your crack cocaine in the vial and then in your prison wallet. I mean, crack's a hard thing to quit. What is a prison wallet? Is that it's, just a butt? Yeah. yeah. Well, meat wallet. I was just well, about to say wallet. the same yeah. thing. Yeah, Stop smoking crack. Start boofing it. No, for safekeeping. Everything goes in the prison wallet. You know, you got you. You put your phone, your wallet, your keys. You put them right in there. You got a new skateboard. Toss it up the prison wallet because someone's gonna try to take it from you. <laughs> That's why ladies are lucky; they can just shove shit into their vag. I have to go into my butt. It's a very tight butt. You like it's it? Not very ergonomic. Uh. <laughs> Travis, how many th- how many cucumbers do you have in your anus right now? <laughs> well, uh, I, now. I'd be lying if I didn't <laughs> say seven. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got s- all right. So as Cody corrected me, you have seven pickles now. <laughs> Pickle fucker. <laughs> All right. So he's in jail now. He's like, I got caught smoking crack. So he was sentenced to <laughs> three years parole and a month in a drug rehab facility for possession of crack. He escaped the rehab and hid away for a while. Now, there was a warrant out for his arrest. But when Wu-Tang was doing a show in Hammerstein Ballroom, ODB couldn't resist and showed up to perform. He then fled again, but was caught at a McDonald's in Philadelphia. Ooh. Oh, wow. He's a true Robin Hood, this guy. Yeah. Wait, but he was also caught in the McDonald's. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's he, good. He, like, was, ha- he was actually Amber like signing w- autographs, and that's how like, it all happened. What? That's <laughs> pretty much saying like an affidavit. Like I'm, I'm not in rehab and have a warrant out for my arrest. <laughs> These are yo, all fine. Please, please come get my signature at McDonald's. Yes. Yeah, yo, I'm gonna go. Yo, I'm gonna be in McDonald's like signing shit. Like, come down. No police. I think he actually didn't want to sign them, but he was like kind of forced to because he knew it was like drawing attention to him. But he was doing it anyway, so he was like kind of pissed off, I guess, when he was doing it. When people were asking Um, him to sign stuff, I guess so. I guess I'll write my name on this. (laughs) He's a nice guy. He really is a nice guy. You know, he might not pay for child support, but you know that's that's only one facet to a complicated man's life. Yeah, I mean, Tom, I don't know if you can say a nice guy when you're not paying your children. (laughs) Well, maybe. Maybe we're just here. And only acknowledge like seven out of thirteen of them. Maybe those children yeah. were dicks, Travis. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, they always wanted money. Fuck. Oh, hey, welcome to the Roast Modern Co- Libertarian Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Now we're we're officially uh, libertarians for the next ten minutes of this podcast. <laughs> our our political views will change and are totally irrelevant uh, after that. <laughs> so, ODB actually had a ninety-three page rap sheet. From the late 80s through the 90s. Some of the most notable ones were sale of drugs, illegal guns, weapon possession, murder, carjacking, and other types of violent crimes. Yeah, before he was linked to the Robert Johnson murder, but they never really convicted him of it. It's piling on our boy. Yeah. And he was actually, uh, later, they they linked him to two more murders. Yeah, Jerome Boo-Boo Estrella. Uh, He may have supplied the guns, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see this dude. Out, maybe. From everything you've told me, I don't see this dude actually killing anyone. No, he's a lot of talk and he's yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah, he's, cra- he's smoking a lot of cracks, so I guess he get pretty nutty. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah, do. St- that'll change, man. Yeah, that's true. That's like if you've never gone to Vietnam, uh, smoke crack, and then <laughs> you might not know what Vietnam's like, but you will feel like you're in Vietnam. Oh yeah, in a way, all and over. You- <laughs> And you'll have flashbacks, and they won't be of war; they'll be of your own psyche. Wow! Vietnam is actually mind. apparently a very nice place to vacation. You can go down the Viet Cong River, <laughs> and they, you know, they have a lot of drinks that are cheap. I've heard a lot of good things about Vietnam. You should all go to Vietnam. All maybe right, not, maybe sense. not walk in the fields. There might be some landmines still there, but you know, it's a good souvenir. Good story <laughs> to tell when you get back to your Airbnb. Can you rent a, like a? Um, Prostitute? Well, no, no, what, not prostitute. Well, well yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> you know, you, you can. We, how do you rent a prostitute? Who do you give well, it back what, to? That's you what you give back to the pimp. Yeah, but can you rent like a mine sherpa? Like I, I've like actually heard that. Like, shit. Here's fifty dollars. Walk in front of me all the time. No, I'm I've heard. I've heard people you that do that. Really? They know how to navigate. You know, and they have like a fucking I don't know what are those fucking things that people dig up old shit with. Metal detectors? Yeah, metal detectors. <laughs> I feel like a mine Sherpa would help you onto the landmines, and should be confused not 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 to be confused with the 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 mine guides. No, but like there's you get two of them. The, the first guy walks right in front, and the other guy is painting his feet white the entire time, so you can see <laughs> okay. exactly where that dude has stepped. <laughs> Got now, it. You step only exactly where he steps. You better. He even gets in the bed with you. <laughs> All right, so uh, ODB, he's he's a mind sherpa of drugs. We've yeah. seen where he's stepped with his crack. <laughs> We've seen where he's stepped with his bu- bullets. 
He also had connections to the Bloods gang and found with large bags of paper cash money. Which shouldn't be illegal, mm. but it's yeah. kind of like a uh, a flag for the FBI. Kind of suspicious. That's why yeah. I, I keep all my money in, in uh, crack cocaine vials. In <laughs> your prison wallet. Yeah. Yes, in prison, the prison wallet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you also had a lot of crimes on paper that really shouldn't be crimes, like having body armor on in the state of California. Yeah, no. He had a shootout with the NYPD, but the cops thought he had a gun on him, but in reality it was just a cell phone. Wait, how did he have a shootout? It's a shootout. (laughs) It's written down like a shootout because the cops claimed that he had a gun, but in hindsight... It was just his phone. He just had a phone on him, (laughs) and the cops, there was like two cops shooting at him over a car, and he's just like, ah! (laughs) Did he think he had a gun with his cell phone? No, bang, he didn't. Bang, he was just bang, hiding. Bang. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did he have a really phone. novelty-shaped fucking cell phone? Like, tweaked out on crack, just like, fucking bang, bang. <laughs> he was also uh, arrested while on tour for stealing a pair of $50 sneakers when having $500 cash on him at the time. Oh, nice. Ooh. Well, yeah, dude, it's basically free money. Yeah. I mean, why, why do I got to pay for shoes? I got money. His final jail visit. ODB would be sentenced to jail for the final time in 2001 when he was stopped by police for a traffic violation. Police officers found crack cocaine and marijuana on Dirty, and he was sentenced to two to four years in prison. Dirty did not have a good time in prison, though. Prison isn't a fun place, as you can imagine, especially if you are famous. It's like wearing a target on your back at all times. Dirty had his leg and jaw broken while in jail and was under constant abuse by inmates. Dirty would attempt suicide a couple of times as well while in jail. Fuck. While in jail, none of the Wu-Tang members came and visited him, which left Dirty feeling betrayed and alone and depressed. Shit. Well, Wait, so yeah, is that like is that like a 9-11 conspiracy? Was he on his way to the Twin Towers and then he got arrested? Because it was 2001. Uh, I think it was like you know, uh, a little bit after that. Uh, well, okay. Well, all right. Maybe it was conspiracy. <laughs> I think it's a conspiracy. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Now, I'm not one to blame people that aren't supposed to be blamed, but this would have been a lot easier. Had George H.W. just gone, the whole thing was ODB. Yeah. <laughs> ah. The whole thing. Yeah. All those towers. It wasn't even any other members of the Wu-Tang Clan. It was I'm just not- ODB. I laughed, I laughed, but this is serious stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> As you laugh again. <laughs> Travis, uh, I'm sorry. You are on the furthest, if you're looking at a map, you are the furthest left on the continent you could be. Don't worry, there's a 9-11 memorial right down the road. Uh, really? I don't know if he's fucking with no, us. No, I'm not even fucking <laughs> with you. It's the day that shook the world. It's the day that ODB got arrested, and they covered oh, okay. that shit up. <laughs> that 9-11, okay. <laughs> I got it confused with the other 9-11. ODB was an inside job. Inside job, dude. I think you're on to something, Travis. He had <laughs> he had crack in his butthole. Whatever. We all do. Well, they found <laughs> cracks in the steel support beams. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what, what temperature yeah. does crack melt at? Yeah, jet fuel can't warm a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the right drug? No. No, that's heroin, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We're from New York. We can make these it. jokes. You gotta warm a light bulb. That's what it is. Or a rose oh, petal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, glass yeah. rose. <laughs> Those are cool. Yeah. So now, ODB had a bad time in jail. Probably got his butthole played with and got his leg and jaw broken. His p- 
prison wallet, Mike. Come yeah. on, make it. <laughs> so, we're we're having this catch on for his today. wallet today. <laughs> so he, he feels betrayed now because none of the Wu Tang came to visit him while in prison, or they they show they probably came like once or twice. So he decides to leave Wu Tang Records or wherever they were signed to at the time, and sign with Rockefeller Records once he was released from jail. Now, for the first time in his life, Dirty was sober and on parole, trying to get back on the right path. Even with all the success, Dirty found himself in a pit of depression with withdrawals from drugs. He also Strict gained like a hundred oh, pounds. Yeah. He got so fat in jail, which is kind of odd because when you go to yeah. jail, you should be like working out or something like that. I think that's because they heavily medicated him. Oh yeah, yeah. When you get like super heavy with what, meds cheeseburgers? on you, nah, like you know they when they have those um. Like antidepressants and things like that. You know, he still has money, so he can get whatever prescriptions he wants in jail. Oh, yeah. You know, I, within doctor's limitations, but, but they want to sell you stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, I usually, when I order two combos at Burger King, I just say it's because of the antidepressants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one's for you. Like, let me, get two for let me get two double whoppers because antidepressants. Presence. And then when you go to hand your card at the drive-thru, they like they hold your hand, they give it back to you, and they go, this one's on us. Yeah, You're and they brave. give me a little kiss <laughs> on the cheek. Yeah. Yeah, Travis rolls up, and he's like, I'm eating for two. Split personality. <laughs> <laughs> so he's out of jail. He's just signed with Rockefeller Records, uh-huh. and he's on parole, and he can't do any drugs, so he's not his normal self. He's on a strict <laughs> curfew. He's been, like, I think in his house by 9 p.m. I think yeah oh, that's fucked up and also the looming debt of 13 children's child support payments 13 huh. children's it's a lot of fucking money you gotta pay yeah it's a lot of yeah, scratch I don't know. Yeah. What, what are the figures I assume you got it's like a fucking you get few a, grand a month maybe for child support I wouldn't know for 18 years though <sighs> I don't know oh back you. payment too yeah yeah wow. he, he never paid up. it yeah, I mean, it was only a few years prior that he was in the hole, 35K for yeah. it. So no a few more years groupons. going up. Ugh, what a mess. I mean, have we addressed the elephant in the room with ODB? What the fuck is up with his teeths? His tooths. <laughs> when you smoke crack, that's what happens. Your teeth just fall out. Re- really? Is that what happened? Like, I don't know. They're going in all different directions. They're fucking... Yeah, brush your teeth. He's dirty. He don't brush his teeth, probably. I don't know, and then he's got that grill or whatever he wore that was all gold, but he, like, still kept his teeth all fucked. Yeah, it's great. I loved how he had a grill that had the missing tooth. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's that's y- creative. Yeah, it was over his real teeth, and then it was, like, two parts, so you could still see that shitty missing front tooth. <laughs> so around 2003, ODB was diagnosed as a schizophrenic, not very surprising due to his lack of mental instability, drug withdrawals, and abuse he suffered in prison. Dirty found himself in a pit of depression, became very paranoid and vocal about the government trying to kill him. No amount of fame or money really did anything for Dirty anymore, and he described life as boring without drugs or alcohol. Which is absolutely oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can learn lessons from everyone, <laughs> even crackheads. Yeah. I mean... This guy liked it raw, and like, how are you going to take away all of that shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> does anybody want to take a guess on how he dies? Oh, wow. 
child child support. (laughs) All all thirteen of his children showed up during the purge and uh, tickled him to death with uh, a mallet. All thirteen of his baby mamas came in. They they hammered him. Just beat him with a flip flop. They beat him with hammers. <laughs> yeah, those that those thirteen chambers that he busted in. Actually, I like this episode. We we have we have chambers for vagina, <laughs> prison wallets for assholes. Um, and that super, does that does good. play into the thirty six chambers, the Wu Tang album. Yeah, yeah. I, I assuming they're talking about six revolvers. It had something to do with the Shaolin monks. And yeah, shit. each. There's like 36 oh, okay. monks or some shit. They were really into that kung fu movie thing with their first, uh, with that and Wu-Tang Forever. It's the theme all the way through. Yeah. Gotcha. What's the album with, with that they're on the Flintstones? What do you? I don't, do you don't know which about? one that is. <laughs> oh, it's the one where they're in the gravel. It's called Gravel Pit, the song. I'm in the gravel pit. Yeah, it, it's it like, looks like the fucking Flintstones. Yeah, I, I feel like it's the fucking like it was the like the day before they were gonna tear down like the Flintstones set. But <laughs> ODB was like, "Let me get that yeah. real quick." You mean yeah? And they shot an entire music video. You mean John uh, Goodman as Frederick Flintstone? Yeah, like well, that movie, but <laughs> yeah, like that oh, movie set. Rick Moranis as Barney. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yep. That movie. Oh, that great movie. Great film classic depiction of cartoon characters. <laughs> well, check out the music video Gravel Pit after right, you're done listening to this show. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested. All right, Mike, how do you die? Tell us. So on November 13th, 2004, after only being out of jail for a short time, Old Dirty collapsed from a mixture of cocaine and Tramadol, which is like a prescription drug. Dirt dog. Isn't that like the? Isn't that the shit that they like give like heroin anti- addicts yeah. or something? I think it's like an, like a, it was like an antidepressant or some shit. Or I'm not sure. I have no idea uh, what that drug is. I don't do drugs at all. You got to be mindful of the the drug co- the drug cocktail you're mixing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially since I'm on a podcast uh, looking for a job, so I don't do drugs at all. I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Got it. All right, so one time I kind of mixed drugs. I ordered um, Little Caesars and Domino's. <laughs> oh my god! I will admit here. it was a it was very risky. It was very risky. Did Taco I'm, Bell I'm have to come and shoot you with adrenaline and Baja Who? Blast? Did Taco Bell have to come over? The Taco Bell ambulance? <laughs> yeah, the Chihuahua. Yeah, Taco Bell saved my life. I mean, oh, another story. <laughs> another quick side note. Got it. Uh, so I'm in Portland now. Oregon has legal weed. And I showed up to, um, I was like, let me check out one of these dispensaries, because uh-huh. I'm from New York, it's weird. I used to buy weed behind a dumpster at Burger King when I was a kid, and like now people are just selling it to you. And so I'm going to it, and there's literally a Taco Bell, and in the same fucking parking lot, a dispensary. Location, location, location. That is location. That, that is sir. genius right there. That's the smartest Taco Bell manager I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> The dispensary right. is also clever. Manager. Yeah, how did yeah. he die? <laughs> he died of those things. <laughs> yeah. So he was OG back to his, tacos. his old ways again, and it cost him his life. Later on in a, uh, a later interview, ODB Jr., his oldest son, would say, would say that his father forced him to watch him do drugs right before he died. Oh, wow. So he made his son sit in front of him while he smoked a bunch of, like, I think it was peace. Yeah, cocaine and tramadol. Wait, so his son witnessed him die, or like no. right before he watched him get high before he collapsed from uh, 
I guess he had a heart attack from it. So he got high in front of his son, and the son says that someone took him away, and then later on he got a phone call that his father was dead. So I oh, guess wow. he was probably starting to fucking have the heart attack that would kill him. Oh, okay. That's rough. So his rough son is like, him. he's like, watch me do this, yeah, so boy. He, You're going to grow yeah. up into me. And then he goes out and he fucking has a heart attack. Yeah, he was like, hold my beer. Yeah, fuck that. That's shitty. Yeah, it's crummy. Hey, I still like ODB. Me too. I love <laughs> I love his music. I love to th- return to the 36 Chambers. I love that album that I can't say. Oh, yeah. Because it has... What's you know, the please, album that you blank, can't please. say? It's called Blank Please. Blank Please. Hmm. Oh, okay. I wonder what that word is. Yeah. Use your imagination. Neighbor, please. <laughs> yeah, think Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Wait, it was about a foot fetish? No, the other thing that... He, he, uh, the verbal fetish that Quentin Tarantino oh, has. Oh, the verbal fetish. Well, yes. I mean, yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so that, that's it. I, I mean, I like ODB. But he's a piece of shit, though. You can't deny it. Uh, yeah. No. Questionable. Lots of drugs. Yeah, 13. He took care of his kids. Fucking took tons of drugs. What, is he a Mormon? I'm just going to say I don't like him. <laughs> have you have you really dove into his music? Yeah, but I he's know. a he's an ass booty hat. Like I like the RZA, I like the Jizza, I really like the Wu Tang. But when ODB fucking comes in on anything that I've heard, it's like that's like yeah. one of the best songs. <laughs> I think I think that he's like the least cool of the fucking Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, but he smoked the most crack. Yeah, well, that makes him a shitty idiot. I don't know, dude. Really smart people smoke crack. It's just like, it's it's just where we're at right now. Yeah, there's a very exclusive club. You need the MacArthur Grant and uh, smoke a bunch of crack. What? Smoked a lot of crack and made a shit ton of money. Yeah, usually crackheads are very poor. Yeah. So he's a good guy, you know, because money... He was a smart huge. crackhead. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, subverting the stereotypes. I'll take I'm the RZA, I'll take the Jizza, I'll take Ghostface Killer over ODB any day. All right. Well, that's on you, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's your decision. I can't, I can't tell you what Game Gear games to get. You got to get the Game Gear first. I, Definitely. <laughs> I know. Wait, so which one, uh, so which one, did ODB ever meet Martin Scarelli and give him a sacred scroll? No, oh, he yeah. died with Martin <laughs> Martin Scarelli's like three years yeah. older than us. <laughs> I think he visited yeah, in a dream, though. <laughs> but I always, I, I thought that was a, a, you know, little Scarelli boy buying that, um, <laughs> that Wu-Tang. ODB, ODB's manager, what was his name? Like Jason something? He was a Jewish dude. He looked just like Martin Screlly. Yeah, he did. Oh. Yeah, we watched... Really? We the watched... VH1 documentary is pretty good on him after he gets out of jail. We like, kind of see like his later years. Yeah, they mm. were filming a reality show yeah. about him um, pretty much when he died. Yeah. And I don't know if uh, it... Okay. Like, it didn't... Did it air on TV? I think it just became like a documentary of his life after parole or some shit, or... Yeah, they... It, they were like filming the season, and uh, he died before. They yeah, finished. they could finish. Yeah, uh, it'll be his giant comeback, kind of. Yeah, um, I mean, wait, and just, he was—he he was like a resident on 
like Howard Stern, right? Like he would come in a lot. No, that's I know he mentioned him. That's Beetlejuice. <laughs> that's, you're very racist. Uh, I get those that, confused. Oh, okay. I don't know. I I was talking about my I was talking to my dad who listened to Howard Stern. He's like, yeah, OGB is always on. I, so he's the racist. <laughs> y- your dad, yes. Your dad, yeah. I mean, he's also the person who calls flip flops jap slaps. So you know, <laughs> I mean, like, oh my god, <laughs> that works. I'm not offended by that one. Go right, Cody. You're fucking racist too. You're not even <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> well, white people love to be offended, so I I'll, yeah, West I'm gonna, Coast. I'm gonna uh, pretend to be very offended right now. Uh, how dare he? <laughs> All right. So thanks for tuning into Roast Morning Podcast. Yes. Uh, this is our coverage of ODB. I guess there's some mixed feelings in the room that we're all in right now. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he, he, he's still south of the dirtbag line for me. Oh wait, fuck. We forgot that. Uh, I forgot to fucking read that one slide. Oh yeah. Yeah, Mike. This one's important. <laughs> oh, okay. So okay. This- just read this part. We is already dead. <laughs> so tell us about zombie. He actually there's a good deed he did. He's actually very like a hero status. Change my fucking mind. Change my goddamn mind right now, Mike. In okay, so February, he's dead. He's at the pearly gates, and we're rattling off his his one thing to uh, the bouncer of the pearly gates. What's his name? Saint Peter. Saint Peter. Okay, so he's at Saint Peter, and he's like, I got one. <laughs> so in. February 1998, ODB was at work in the studio with his cousin when he looked out the window and saw a car accident on the street outside. A Ford Mustang had run into a four-year-old girl who got trapped underneath the car. ODB ran to. (laughs) ODB ran to the car, uh, assembled a bunch of people to lift the car off the little girl, who was then taken to the hospital with second and third degree burns. He then went to the hospital later to check in on her. Oh, that's 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 that, cute. That's he's in heaven. Yeah, I think he's in heaven for that one. I think. Yeah, he, he probably mm. stole some. Or he's in uh, limbo, maybe. While he was in the hospital. No, he saved a little girl's life. I think Got he it. just. I just think that maybe he thought there were drugs on the little girl, so <laughs> yeah. he was trying to lift the car up to get to the drugs. In her prison wallet. Well, that's how. No, you live. Uh, no, Cody. Ew! Shut how up. How little was she? She was a four-year-old girl. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that part. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no. That's, I might cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good job, ODB. Great. Oh, cool. Then you don't care about your own fucking kids. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that happens. It's true. Okay, so thanks for tuning into the Roast Mortem coverage of ODB, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Dirt McGirt, a.k.a. Joe Bananas, a.k.a. Old Dirty Chinese Restaurant, a.k.a. Big Baby Jesus. Um, what a what a great guy. Um, my name is Tom. <laughs> I'm Travis. I am Cody, and I'm Mike. And uh, yeah, just Google all of our social medias. That's what we do now. And uh, Patreon.com/slash/RoastMortarCast. Give us money. Oh yeah. Also, give us recommendations. We will fuck with whoever you want. If it's your mom uh, or your dad or or your grandma or grandpa, we're not going to do them because they're probably not famous. Yeah, and also. Um... Thank you. Sounds good. Peace, y'all. Bye. Peace. All right, later. Thank you, Shane Donkey Dong. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like my penis exposed. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Oh. <laughs>